Okay, so we are up to, up to chapter 12, which is where we introduce the Benoni. The Benoni and the Tanya, well, the Tanya was written for the Benoni. It's called the <laughs> Sefer Shel Benoinim. There's a Masoira out there that no one knows where it came from, but they say that the Kutimaran, they call it the uh, Sefer Rishoyim. It's for Rishoyim. I mean, take that with a pinch of salt, what that means. Not as we understand what the Russia is. Anyway, uh, the Tanya is called the Sefer Shel Benoinim. And the Noem Eli Melech is called the Sefer Shel Tzadikim. And no one knows where that comes from, but that's just something that's known. So the Benoni in Tanya, he's not a Tzadik and he's not a Russia. So we define a Tzadik as a person who is emotionally in line with the Bonus Perfect in- internal reality, which means his... Behavior will obviously be perfect. We describe we describe the Russia as being a person whose behavior isn't even perfect. So obviously his internal world is not perfect. That's that's basically our definition of Russia and Sadiq. So we have the two to make it very, very simple, though we've spoken in detail, we know it's more complicated, but just to make it very simple, we have the insides and the outsides. Let's call them the emotions and the behavior, or the midas and the levushim. Okay. In the tzaddik, the midas are perfect and the levushim are perfect. In the Russia, the midas are imperfect, the levushim are imperfect. The benoni, the midas are imperfect and the levushim are perfect. That means he behaves himself really, really well. Behavior is composed of three components. What are the three things that make up behavior? Thought, speech, and action. Yeah. So thought is also a behavior, unlike what most people think. Thought is a behavior. What is how do we how do we define a behavior? What's behavior? That's a lavush. Yeah, so Lavouche is Lavouche is the uh, the translation in a sense, I suppose. That's what we mean. But but really, that was a very kind of vague question. What is behavior? Um, behavior we're defining as thought, speech, and action. But what behavior really is, and what the reason why it's called a Lavouche is that it's an expression. It's an expression of the of the midas of the emotions. So remember, we showed you that picture of that that disaster in England where there was a big crush in the 90s and, um, you know, 100 odd people got killed. And then a few days later, the stadium was filled, filled mummish with flowers because the whole British public was so deeply affected. They just had to do something. When the emotions are real, you have to do something. Whether you're gonna, whether it, whether it's action, speech, or thought, something has to. It has to, for or you will feel stifled, or you will feel, you know, you'll feel uncomfortable. So let me just turn my phone off. Okay. Um, so the 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 first thing I want to mention when 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 the Alter Rebbe discusses the Benoni is he says something that really forces us into asking some questions 
He says he never did an Avera and he never will do an Avera. He never did an Avera. It's the Russian. It says um he never did an Avera in all of his days, and he will never, ever do an Avera. What's that about? So the Rebbe is forcing us again into understanding about these different, we've spoken about five, we've spoken about four so far, the two Tzadikim, the two Rishoyim, and we've mentioned this. We're really talking about internal Jewish states. And the Rebbe is forcing us now into having to go deeper and to realize that we're not talking about people. Because how could you say he never did an Avera number one? Okay, he, he did Tshuva on all his Averas. Okay, we could say that. But to say he will never do an Avera, that you can't say. Yochanan Koen Godol became a Tzaduki after 80 years of being a complete Tzaddik. Yeah, how could you say that this person will never do an Avera? So in other ways, Rebbe Kiva, can you say he's not a tzaddik, right? He wasn't he until forty. Yeah, but you could say yeah, Reish Lakish. But you could say that you could say that he did he did tshuva on all his averus, so he doesn't he doesn't have any mm. that you could say. But you can't say that he will never do he will never not do an avera. So what what's this 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 experience called the Bainoini? The experience of the Benoni basically is a person who is dedicated to reality, but not in tune with reality. Reality is a shem, as simple as that. That's it. Everything other than a shem is not reality. So he's aware of that. He understands that. Like probably all of us, but he doesn't feel it. It's not, it hasn't sunk in where it's like visceral, where it's in his emotions. So he's still torn. He still has feelings for things that are not Hashem, things that are other than Hashem, things that are other. But he will never he will never allow them to he will never allow those feelings to express themselves in thought in speech or in action okay his ikatul the reason why he's able to basically remain so gavaldic is called moyach shole alalev there's a matthias in the veld unless a person is actually a choyle yeah, a person's a holy nefesh, which it can be. A person is like mentally ill, but a healthy person, which is most of us, his mind is in control of his actions. No matter how, no matter what we say about how out of control we feel, at the end of the day, our mind is in control of our actions. We've said this a lot of times, but I'll say it again. The the dem, you know what demonstrates the point is. I, I give the example of a guy who's uh, about to smoke a cigarette. He's quit for, you know, he's quit for six months and he's, you know, he's busted through the heart or even a year. And um, he's, 
had one of those days, he didn't get enough sleep, his wife's driving him nuts, he lost some money in business, and like everything's going wrong. And he's he's that's it. He's decided he got the cigarette. There's nothing you could say to that man whatsoever. Yeah, he's walked out of his office, he's sitting there, he's got the light, he's got the cigarette, and he's about to light the cigarette. And you turn around to him and say, Here's ten thousand dollars for you to throw the cigarette on the floor. And he will throw the cigarette on the floor. Everyone has a price. The point is that the mind that the the example of Noah Weinberg used to give, which was Givoldic, is a guy. I told you this with the guy with the new Porsche. No, guy buys a brand new Porsche. Yeah, he's been saving up for a long time. He back, comes out of the showroom. He's driving down the road. You know, he's loving it. Everything. He stops at some traffic lights. And he's sitting there feeling all big and etc. And then bang, yeah, someone goes into the back of him. Hmm. And it's just like, he can't believe it. He's holding onto the steering wheel. He's like in shock. He looks in the wing mirror, the, the rear view mirror, and he sees the car that hits him kind of reverse back. Bang, a second time, bang straight back into him a second time. And he's just, he gets out of the car like, ready to kill and as he gets out of the car the guy in the car behind steps out of his car holding an AK-47 no. the way Rev Noach describes it is he says uh, he says, oh so excuse me was I in your way <laughs> gets back in his car and drives off <laughs> yeah the point is that that now we're going to explain that means the, the mind is in control of the heart we're going to say later this is in two this this exists in two ways this is the 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 tanya uses this lotion in two very different contexts and meaning two very different things number one which is in our context means your heart controls your mind and you decide it's your choice you always make behavioral choices if you're not making a choice the choice might you might do it very quickly and you might push other options aside but you're still making the choice that's that can be overridden using your mind yeah that's called means your heart can dominate over your mind there's another that we discuss in chapter 16 17 which is the idea of your mind um kind of seducing and 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 changing your heart not that it just dominates over your heart, that it can actually, it can actually, you can use your mind to actually change your heart. But that's, that's what we're talking about, that we'll talk about later. Okay, so we're talking about a guy who's so committed. The reason why it says he will never do an Avera is because he's in a level of, he's experienced a level of commitment in this moment where an Avera is just not an option. We're going to see later, really, the reason why the this is not an option is because he's got an awareness of the Boina Shloylem, a, 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 not, a, not an emotional awareness, but an intellectual awareness, which is 
more real to him than it is to the Russia. And that's what gives him the commitment. I'm not, we'll, we'll go there a little bit later. So anyway, so the the reason why this man is able to, to behave correctly always is because he employs this natural um, kind of default program setting that we all experience, which is called Moila Shona Alalev. And just as a side point, the reason why this, the, uh, the analogy the Rebbe gives is the idea of darkness, the relationship dark, uh, light has to darkness. The reason why the Moya can be Shoyle Alalev, why the intellect can rule over the heart, is, is analogized by the relationship of light to dark. What? There's two things. Number one, you only need a teeny little bit of light that pushes away a huge amount of darkness meaning one small candle in a large dark room makes all the difference. Number two, the, the way that light triumphs over darkness is without any kind of um, struggle or energy. It's instantaneous and effortless. For example, when you if you have a, if you have a, a hot, if you have a cold bath and you want to pour in hot water, you'll see that there's there's kind of a struggle, whereas the cold water will be pushed away, the hot water will come in. The same also with, with the air conditioner, with the mazgan. Yeah, when you put on the air conditioner, there's this element of the, the cold air pushing away the hot air. But when it comes to turning on a light switch, that doesn't happen. There is no struggle. The minute the light goes on, the darkness dissipates. And that's comparable to the way the mind has reality, the, the mind's dominance, in a sense, over the emotions. OK, so now. The. Ica way that the mind can. Break the can can dominate on a mechanical level kind of in a, that's not the right word not mechanical logistically like as a mechanism how would you say that like technically technically the the way the way that the 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 ICA, um tool that the benoni employs to allow himself especially to be saved from the various in thinking, and anyway, the thinking always leads to the other options, is his ability, this is such an important idea, his ability to disidentify from his thinking. This is, this is one of the most profound things that I've ever learned. We are not our thoughts. We are the one who thinks. To get this clear is, I don't, I can't think of anything more important than this. We are not our thoughts. We think we have thoughts. Thoughts appear in our consciousness, but we are not our thinking. And most of the world doesn't know that. And that's really the cause of so much craziness in the world, especially in America, where all over the world, but everywhere that we don't realize that thoughts are just thoughts. We 
think that they're us. So when you have a thought, you can't separate yourself from the thought. So the thought is, for example, yeah, I want to have a chocolate bar. I want to eat, I want to eat some chocolate. Now, what happens is if you can't separate, or let, let's let's think about it in a different way. You say, I'm I'm upset. I feel down. Yeah. Now, isn't it funny, just the coincidence that when a person feels down, they start thinking negative thoughts about themselves. Just a coincidence, yeah. Shamchaim. It's uh it's it's just coincidental that the minute somebody starts to feel negative, they start to have all these negative thoughts about themselves. And then they become so real. You start thinking, I'm such a loser, I'm such a I'm I'm and all and it just and it cycles and it it's like a snowball, and then the emotions get bigger, but but you realize that that thought that shoots through your mind, I'm a loser. The next day could be a different thought shooting through your mind like I'm unbelievable. Hmm. It's just a, just it's just it's just shot through your consciousness. And if you're thinking about this, then that thought will and this what happens is when 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 we're thinking I'm a loser, we're 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 a loser. It's not that you're thinking I'm a loser, it's you're a loser. You with me? See. There is a, there's a mechanical, there's a chemical reality behind your down. The reason why you're feeling down is to do with chemicals. It's, it's a chemical thing. Your brain produces chemicals like serotonin. If it's not producing enough serotonin, I think is the big one. Yeah, that causes like these feelings of down. But there's all these, it's very, very complex. There's, there's thousands of chemicals that the brain produces. So, so a person's feeling down, that's a real thing. And you can appreciate that. That's a real thing. We're not with that. We're not messing around there. You don't. You can't deny that. But when that down, that physiological experience where your your shoulders are heavy, you feel uptight. Um, you 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 know you feel agitated on a visceral level. Yeah, that's all real. That's mama's real. Yeah, that's physiological. That's a fact. But now it transfers itself into a certain vibration of thinking, which is something usually like I'm a loser or fill in the blank. Everyone's got their own, everyone's got their own blank there, yeah? But you don't think I'm thinking I'm a loser. You're a loser. That's called identification with thinking. And the key to reality, the key to life is being able to disidentify from thinking. What's that called in Hebrew? Anyone want to hazard a guess what we call disidentification in Hebrew? There's a song about Mashiach coming. What's that song with Mashiach? The Hesach Adas. You heard that song? The Hesach Adas, something like that. Be Masiach Das means to disidentify. Having Das is the union of identification. So being Masiach Das 
is the union of disidentification with thoughts. That is a huge part of the Benoni's arsenal. And when you can say things like, when you feel down, not to say I'm depressed, but to say there's a feeling of depression in me. It sounds like annoying and semantics, but it's really not. It's very, very deep and it's very, very true. To be able to, to, be able to distance yourself from the feelings is very good, but to, to, to be able to distance yourself from the, from the thoughts, that's essential. That's absolutely essential. Once we can disidentify from our thoughts, now it becomes, I have a thought that's saying that I should say this horrible thing to my wife, as opposed to, I need to say this horrible thing to my wife. Now we're in a position to actually, to actually approach this behavior in a, in a, uh, in, in a way that we'll be able to actually overcome our overcome it because we're not fighting against that there's no one to fight against when 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 you are the loser where's the fight who are you fighting against there's not two parties there's just you and you're a loser when it's there's a thought about me being a loser now there's two parties there's me and the thought about me being a loser now we have a battle now there's something to, it could be that this thought's going to be coming back and back. And I could, I mean, where I deal, I don't get so many thoughts nowadays, but but when I, if the answer is, the way I do it is in the old days when I would get bombarded with thoughts, I would literally like look around and I would just analyze things like on a visual level. I'm a photographer, so I can do that. I would literally just like, think about and i would articulate it like look at the square of the computer and the way the 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 way the the leading lines come from the perspective of the keyboard and the and, and i'll just start talking about what i'm seeing and i'll move and oh well look how that speaker how they designed it with the circle there which mimics that circular button that's then there's a bigger circle and i'd and i'd and I'd, and then before you know it the other thoughts have disappeared Literally, it, it literally takes about 10, 10 to 12 seconds until those negative thoughts have gone away. And then they might come back. You'd be surprised, though. You'd be surprised if you do that, how how quickly they won't come back. You'd be surprised. It's quite it's quite inspiring. OK, so now. What are the two tools? The two secret weapons of the Bainoini? Okay, and this is going to be us. okay? So if you don't feel like changing your avoider, you should probably just sign out now because I'm going to be stark because this is this is true. <laughs> we, learned, we lost someone. <laughs> okay, the primary weapon. We've got two weapons. I don't know which one's primary, um, but the... Uh, was that a joke? <laughs> The primary, the primary weapon that Benoni has is called Shachris. You knew I was going to say that? Anybody knew I was going to say that? That is our primary weapon, Shachris. Shachris is our Ikatul against the Yetzirah. 
which really means it's our ikatul in avoid the Hashem. Which means it's our ikatul in Yiddishkeit. Shachris is the ikka tool that we have in Yiddishkeit. And we're going to discuss another tool as well, which is also very important. Um, well, maybe just as important. Probably just as important. Maybe more important. I don't know. Um, but Shachris was designed by the Anshe Knesset Gadoira to actually move you to a place called Moichin de Gadlus. And you don't need to go to seminars or learn deep Kabbalah. They, that might help. But but the Anshe Knesset Gadoira were, were above seminars. They were above everything. And the Poshet Seder of Tefillah, if it is given the correct respect will do it for you. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it, it is poil. I can speak, I'm gonna I can speak from experience. I took on a good few years ago now. I don't know how many years ago. I really don't know if it's five or ten or probably not ten, probably five, six, seven years ago, eight years ago. I took on to Dovin Shachris. Yeah, like properly. Meaning, the key to Shachris is Pesuket de Zimra. Okay, and Pesuket de Zimra, if you read, I mean, the average time. I told you I'm going to be Machavi here, I'm, but I'm 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 not I'm not speaking hypocritically here. I do this, and I and so I feel qualified to preach to you guys about this. Okay, not really, but I'm going to anyway because it's very helpful and it will change your life if you can if you can. If you can like make your mind understand, or you understand it anyway, if you can just scratch that extra 15, 20 minutes for Bazooka de Zimra, it can transform, it will transform your life. It will transform your life. Crazy. See, I think the average time people surrender on Bazooka de Zimra is about where I live, it's about 12 minutes. That's if you get to Shul on time, yeah? I think that's the average 12 or 13 minutes. That sound right to you guys? At the Minyanim, give you like 12, 13 minutes, yeah? That's like 10 minutes, yeah? And that's assuming that you actually start with it. That means you're not getting there at 10, you're not, yeah, I, I, I found from my experience that 25 minutes actually, in Talison to fill in, yes, yeah? so I try and have a Nate's, Zot Hashem, um, and I, so it works out a little differently. So I try and say everything before, and then I put on Talison to fill in exactly at Talison to fill in, but usually I get distracted and I do it a little later, but like a few minutes later. But the goal is to put on Talison to fill in exactly at Zaman Talison to fill in, and then start from, from, uh, you did Nefesh from there. How you do you need nefesh is also a good idea to start from there, and that should give you around half an hour, half an hour for bazooka December. Okay, and it's I mean, number one, it's an oineg, it's a pleasure. Um, and I tell you, the funny thing is, it's like 25 minutes or half an hour, let's say 25 minutes, let's keep it realistic for the minute. Yeah, it's 25 minutes, it's actually very pleasurable as opposed to the 10 minutes of tsar if I just want to get this done, just, just getting it out, just finished, done, just, just do it. 
So if we if we can dedicate that extra amount of time to Bazooka de Zimra, literally an extra 10 minutes into Bazooka de Zimra, yeah, to give ourselves 25 minutes in Bazooka de Zimra. And, and if you can sing it, sing it. If you need the art scroll, into, I use the interlinear art scroll um, to know, to understand what the words are and to think about these words. Like, you know, I have a whole safer of... Kedusha Torah. I mean, I see the back of my. This is this is the book that I write down. Kedusha Torah. And if you look at this, is the back of the book. Yeah, the back of the book is just these like very quick, like very quick rough notes. Yeah, all all that is ideas that come in Shacharis that I just I can't write down a whole thing, so I just write down a Rosh Hashanahs. And then, but the real way that I come up with the Hadushim from Shachar is, oh, there's actually one here. See, there's this little thing sticking out. Yeah, so that is actually a Chiddush that I had on that I, if I have a Chiddush in the words, in the, I have a, I have a bunch of these little guys in the front. And all you need to do when a Chiddush comes to you in any of these things is you just put it in, stick it out. And when you come after tefillah, you remember, and uh, that reminds you, and you can, the kinds of chidushin that can come, the point is, the kinds of chidushin that can come to you through tefillah is moiridic. As long as you appreciate, and you not, what's not appreciate, um, that you uh, not appreciate, not validate. I can't think of the word, but where shachris becomes so choshev, it's so choshev to you. Sacred. The one? Like sacred. Sacred. Like something that's very sacred to you, like oh, holy sacred, and sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I was thinking of a more like a pasha second word, but that that's that's for sure. But but to to value it, like I I approach it like a like kind of a work of art. Like I try and make my shachris like lahavdu. You could think of like when you go bowling, you know, you try and score the perfect three hundred kind of thing. It's like a like so too shachris should be like you know don't you know if you can if you can avoid speaking before shachris that's quite difficult but that's that's great definitely don't smoke before shachris definitely don't eat anything that's tivadic you know try and mikra if you can um all all the thing you know we, we learn the halachas before shachris and and you'll see that the anshekanesa they knew what they were they knew what they were talking about yeah and the seder that's the inion of the sidur is from Russian seder which is Loshan his boininess. So, you know, we've spoken, the Tanya talks about being misboinen on Gedulah Hashem. Yeah, everyone who's touched Tanya knows it says about that, the whole thing, yeah? Being misboinen on Gedulah Hashem. And it's this like, what's he talking about? That, you know, the Ika his boininess on Gedulah Hashem is Shachris. It's a Seder of his boininess. That's what Shachris is. It takes you on a journey. You start from the Kurbanas and from from um, from uh, from Brochas, and then Alpi Kabbalah. You go into a seer by um, by by um, sorry. You go into you go into Yitzira 
by Pesuka de Zimra, and then Kriya Shema is Bria, and then you go into Atsilas by uh, by Shemona Esfei. Well, however, if you if that speaks to you, then that's fine. But the point is, it's a Seder, and it leads, it builds from Lashon Hisboinanus, and it builds, and it takes you to what's called Moichen de Godless. So you have two, Shachris provides you with two, there's like two Segulas in Shachris. Number one is the Siddha, and number two is the Zman. The actual Zman of Shachris is a Mesugudik a, a Zman for us to come to Moichen de Godless. What's Moichen de Godless? We'll put it this way, Moichen de Katnus you could you could translate as fragmented consciousness where the world is fragmented and it's just a whole bunch of different little bits and pieces Mohin the godless is a kind of what did i say a holistic consciousness where it's not you and loads of other stuff it's god and you're part of that and if you do it properly, and it won't happen every day, not by any means. But if you do follow the Seder, at least you'll have a chance when it comes to Shemona Esrei, you'll bow down. And the only reason why you'll come back up is because you you maybe you'll become self-conscious that someone's looking at you. But you will you will wanna you will just want to stay bowed down as you bow down and others. How can you stand before him? That that's that's what Shachris does to you. If you pay, if you give it the 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 attention and the what's that word? Validation. You you give it the chashivas that it's that it is that it's the key to everything. Think about it like this: Chazal, you know, every every from year, yeah, he spends you know at least an hour, including Mincha Meir, at least an hour, hour and a half davening Shachris in the world uh, davening. Davening in the day. In the worst case scenario, like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half, yeah? yeah. Why did the Anjay Knesset do that? Why didn't they be masakin like like learning times, communal learning times? They could have done that. Instead of us having the Siddha, we would have like the Mishnayas. And there would be a whole Seder of Mishnayas that you do every day with Tzibor. Because they realize, like, there's the whole, the, you know, the, I think it was when you saw Salanta, you came to him and said, I only have half an hour to learn a day. Shall I learn Gamora or shall I learn Musa? And everyone knows the famous thing. He says, well, you'll learn a half an hour Musa and you'll see you've got a lot more time than that. Yeah, but I'm going to go further. And I'm going to say that if you put more time into Shachris, your entire life will change in ways that you can't imagine. And that's the key. That's that's one of the primary keys. Now, when when the Benoni is actually davening, davening Shachris, if he's davening it correctly, he will actually experience the reality of the Tzaddik Viraloi, meaning his emotions will actually become godly. And while he's davening, there won't be this duality of me and God. There will just be a, there will just be a complete alignment with Rabbeinu Shloilam. Okay. That's the real. That's the inner world of the tzaddik. The tzaddik v'raloi. That he has a, a sense of self, but he he uh, he's aligned with God emotionally. That's while we're davening. Once we finish davening, now the effect kind of lingers. Okay, we won't be single heart 
we won't be of single heart after davening. We will have we will have a pull in, in both directions. But the the experience will linger with us. And that's why it's called one of our weapons. Literally, it lingers with you. Like you know, like you step out of you step out of a strong to filler and someone says to you, come on, let's go and get a big pizza. Yeah, you're like, like give me a few minutes. At least, at least give me a minute, you know. Yeah, that's the uh that's the koyach of Shabbos, by the way, is that you can actually jump straight into a kiddish. But if you really, if you daven properly, it, it's very difficult to jump into a kiddish. It really is. It, it really is. So, so 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 when we invest the um the correct energy and time into shachris. During the tefillah, we actually, the Benoni experiences this inner world, this peaceful, godly inner world. When we finish the tefillah, yeah, the, the selfish side of us, the selfish emotions flare up again, and we now have to uh, engage in the fight. So this is a very nice way of saying it. Moyach shoyle alalev can be as two in two ways as a king or as a dictator. A king in Yiddishkeit is always accepted by the people. The people have to coronate the king. Yeah, that's the whole Indian of Rosh Hashanah. So during Shacharis, our mind is the melech over the emotions, meaning the emotions have surrendered in a, they're not surrendered as in like um, they've, um, Agreed. How would you say that? They've um committed, not committed, like subjects who uh who pledge allegiance to. They've pledged allegiance to the Moyach. Yeah, that's called Melech. Once we finish davening, and there could be other times in the day as well where a person is uh is is in an elevated state. But minastam, once we finish davening, the relation the relationship between the mind and the heart becomes a dictator. The heart wants to do this, but the mind doesn't allow it. The mind doesn't allow the heart to express itself in the way it wants to express itself. That's called being a dictator. So it's moyach shoylet alalev. The question is, is it shoylet being dominating as a king or as a dictator? During tefillah, it's a king and any other experience of Moichin the godless. But when we fall out of that matzav and we go back into the, the real world, yeah, then we are experiencing the level of of Moichin being a dictator, where we literally just dictate to the to the to the emotions. No, we will not do that. No, we will not do this. Or yes, we will do that. Yes, we will do this. Okay, so what's the What's the uh, you know something? Yeah, can I add? Can sure. I, sorry, share an idea on what you said. So, over Rosh Hashanah, someone asked me if I heard of any nice Roshi tables or gematrias for this year of Tafshin Pei Dalit. And I said, I haven't. I didn't look into it. I didn't see anything. Nothing came my way. So, over Yontif, I started thinking, and what did I think about what you said in, in your Shurim? How chakras is the key to everything. How chakras is the key to the day. Chakras is the key to our relationship with Hashem. And so, a thought I want to share with you is that my idea for this year, you're talking about how we, we really have to put this into practice. I'm is so that excited. Is that this year is a year of tough shin pay dollar. It's a year of real kavana during 
Tfilos Shel Psuke de Zimra. It's the year of Tfilos Shel Psuke de Zimra. That is, I mean, guys, take the mess, take take the hint, no? <laughs> I'm going to take the hint. Givaldi. Yeah, Michael shared that with us last night. That's give Also, it's Mamash Hashkacha. You just guys are sitting here anyway, soaking in the Hashkacha. This is the key to the whole, and I can say it, I'm really saying it from experience. I really am. Because like I said, I made this decision a number of years ago, and um, and it, and it, and it's true. It really is. It changed. It changed Shacharis from being basically a tsar that I just had to do every day to being something that I'm actually genuinely excited about. Genuinely, yeah. Baruch Hashem. That's Gavoldi. So, what is it? Tefila shel psuke dezimra. Tefilos shel psuke dezimra. That this is the year to really concentrate and really put a lot of emphasis on tefilos shel psuke dezimra. Yeah, and like we said last time to 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 Yo, that's the whole reason why we ended up with our whole Kesha is because Yo was davening psuke dezimra like a mensch, and I said something to him, and that's mamash how the whole that how we how everyone got connected. Okay, so what's the second? What's the second secret weapon? So the first secret weapon is Shachris. And the second secret, by the way, as well, I'm I'm putting a dagesh on Pazuki de Zimra and also Birchus Kriyashma and Shema, you know, that doesn't that goes without saying. Um and not Shmona Esrei. Shmona Esrei, everyone gives Chizik to Shmona Esrei. Yeah, we know we need to concentrate. We know we need to add more, you know, to put more into Shmona Esrei. But but I'm I'm really being Magdish that if it, it's like, if you're just going to put, like just investing energy into Shmona Esrei without having invested time into Pazuka de Zimra and Birchus Kriya Shema is like, um, I can't think of much right now, but but you just, you didn't, you know, it's like going into a boxing match, having not, having not done any training. You got, you know, you can grit your teeth and try as hard as you can, but you're, you, you know, it's not going to really help that much. Whereas if you really put energy into Bazooka de Zimra and Birchus Kriyashma and Shema, then, um, then you don't even need to think about, you don't even need to think about um, Shmona Esrei. That's just Ma'elav. It's it results, it results. Anyway, what's the second? What's our second secret weapon? I know, I know that uh, big theme during Yemen Aram are, you know, Teshuvah, Tefillah, Tzedakah. So I'm wondering if that's all part of this. You have Teshuvah, Tefillah, Shachras, and Tzedakah. All of those, I feel like, are ways we discussed that, what was it, the Tzadik Gummer or, or the, uh, is it Tzadik Gummer, whatever it is, has the ability to completely give himself to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And Shuvah, Tefillah, Tzedakah are those ways of completely giving yourself, being selfless, and giving yourself to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So I'm wondering if it's Shuvah and Tzedakah. Yeah, tzedakah to give tzedakah before davening is essential, uh, mamash essential, and to give tzedakah during there's the the in the book it's in the, by Barak David and by yeah, yeah exactly now says to give the pruta then very important tzedakah is bound up to fill and tzedakah is bound up it's not stum that you have people walking around like that through shachris that's not distracting that's pasha ikka avoid of shachris okay. So what's the other secret weapon that the Yid has? And it's bound up with Shachris. Because what does the Arizal say that you should say before you start davening? I mean, he says loads of stuff. One of the things. After Larecha Kamaycha. Vidyuk. The, the other key that we have is 
not harboring any resentment or ill feeling or hatred. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the Rebbe here. It says like this: the minute that something comes up from the heart to the moyach, any kind of complaint or hatred, or jealousy, jealousy pardon me, or cast, anger, or kapeda, um, uh, what's, what's kapeda? Translation of kapeda? Intolerance. Intolerance. To be intolerant, yeah? Do not be macabre these, do not be macabre any of these inner inner experiences. You can do the exact opposite. To do to go even beyond and to treat him with more, more love and tolerance than he deserves. To be soivel him until the nth degree. Don't get don't be angry. Don't don't take revenge. Really do for the Chayavim Toiv. As we learn from Yosef and his his brothers. So we're trying to say this quickly, although we could speak and we have spoken about whole Shemimfes. In fact, if I think it was only Yitzi and, and Yo who were there for the first year that I gave about Magain uh, Avraham, about the 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 wall that we have around ourselves. So I did give a whole share in it, but I'll say it, Bikitsa, is that we could define our ego as a wall, a conceptual wall around ourselves. That is our ego. The stronger, the more fortified, the higher that wall, the stronger the ego. Now that's the definition. That's how that's how that's how identity is. That's it's a lot of stuff, but primarily our identities, etc. Now, anger is a result of we could call that our covered if you want. You could call it your covered. Anger is a result of that wall being breached somehow. I'm again, I could talk about this for a long time. I don't want to get too into it, but for example. What 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 makes people angry? I mean, you know, wives make men angry, yeah? Um, your children being cheeky to you makes you angry, not doing what you say makes you angry. Someone cutting you up in the road, that makes you angry. A guy being dishonest in business makes you angry. It's all hurting your ego. What? It's all hurting your ego. It's your cover. A client who doesn't pay up makes you angry, etc. All of these things conceptually are a breach in that wall. They create a breach in that wall. The bigger the breach, the more painful it is. Everyone's with me? Does that make sense? Do I have to keep explaining that's clear? So now, 
when a person does something to make you angry, yeah, they breach your wall. Why do you get angry? What does anger do? Anger pushes your, your what your perceived um, <clears throat> conception of yourself, it pushes it pushes away what they're what they're pushing down and lifts up whatever you're feeling on the inside that you're right um i okay i think listen to this see if this see if this stems what you what you just said here that when you get angry at someone what you really do i actually found this out today there's a word called enemize you turn them into an enemy yeah it's a cool word man enemize to enemize someone so you actually turn them into an enemy. Now, that's not just angry. That's any kind of hatred, resentment, anger, jealousy, all these kinds of things. They actually turn that person into an enemy. Now, conceptually, this is amazing. Conceptually, an enemy basically is someone you put a wall around. You disassociate you dislocate and you you machik yourself from them, which conceptually conceptually is you place a wall around them. Yeah. Now, what that does conceptually is, if for example we have, I have a field and you have a field, and now I build a wall around your field. Ma'elav, I've just created a wall around my field. So by me getting angry at someone, I wall them up, so to speak. I put a wall around them and that replenishes, that wall replenishes the wall that they breached, my egoic wall that they breached. You with me? That's how anger works. It's a reactive defense mechanism from the ego that immediately replenishes the damage that it just under um under underwent is that the right word experience whatever what's the icker what's the icker mafria how do you say that as a noun the icker fra the icker distraction, the icker thing that prevents us from being over the Shem is thinking that you're something other than him. The more otherly you become from the Shem, the harder of the Shem, the more real you are to yourself, yeah, the less real Hashem becomes to you. The more seriously you take yourself, the less seriously you take Hashem and everybody else, by the way. The less seriously you take yourself, the more seriously you take everyone else. So this is our secret weapon, is being, never getting angry, being soival people to the nth degree. Now that doesn't mean as a parent or, you know, you have to teach your children something, you have to pay me, you have to act angrily or whatever it is. Yeah, that's not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this idea of not, not, extending our ego the privilege of replenishing itself in the way it wants to 
That's why with Nachman talks about, all the Tzadikim talk about the idea of being oimed al-bushas. When someone's mevayash you and you stay quiet, and that doesn't mean you just close your mouth. That means you close your mind. It's, I mean, it's still quite difficult to close your mouth. They can even be more damaging when you close your mouth and you're in your mind ranting and raving at what a rush of this person is. And then you're also thinking you're a big tzaddik because you didn't speak it out as well. So you lost really badly there. But the goal is, is inner silence, is mummish silence, is silence. When and, and, and that's what the Rebbe goes on and says. He says, the Gemal Chayvim Toivus, go beyond, be, be, Hebrew go beyond the letter of the law, go treat them with, with more courtesy, with more respect, with more love, with more patience. That is an icker tool that we have in our struggle against the veras. Everyone understands how that works? A fabulous mechanism. It's amazing that, that when we are able to allow that relaxing of our egoic self that will spread out into all areas of our of our life every minute of the day that will why because whenever you do something wrong it's it's because you're just choosing yourself Every single time you want to do that, you want to do this, you want, oh, I've got a problem with drinking. I've got a problem with looking at stuff on the internet. I've got a problem with shouting my wife. I've got a problem with being on time. I've got, you've got all these different problems. You're like, oh, no, you've got a problem with taking yourself too seriously. That's the problem. Everything else is just, is just, um, is just, what's the word? Situational. The problem's you. You take yourself too seriously. If you didn't take yourself too seriously, you want to shout at your wife, you're like, okay, so what? A lot of stuff I want to do. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it. That's where we go back. What remember we said about disidentifying from the thinking? It's also part of the, that's a big part of the equation. So by being soival other people, like he said, we are actually priming ourselves for our entire life of avoidance Hashem and choosing Toiv over Ra. And just to finish off, what is it that the Rebbe, the advice the Rebbe says, he says it in 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 the in you know his his awesome style as always. Three words, Lilmoid, how'd you know, how'd you do this? How'd you do it? How'd you shut up when this guy just did what he did to you. Three words. Lilmod, you learn it. Me Yosef im Ochiv. Achav. From Yosef and his brothers. Yosef said, you guys, you think you did bad, yeah? You just, Rabbi Nishlo needed me to be in Mitzrayim, yeah? You should have done what you did, okay? But that's your problem. I don't have any problem with you. You think you can infringe upon me in any way, shape, or form? You think you can take a hair from me without the boy the allowing you that and, and making you take a hair from me? Nothing. You can't touch me in 
any way, shape, or form, mamash, unless Hashem not permits you to, but makes you. That he gives you a shoes, and if you didn't do it, somebody else would do it. That's the key. Sounds like babyish kind of, oh, we've heard that a million times. Yeah, you're right, we have heard it a million times. But that's the key, is getting it clear that your wife is a shliach from the Boina Shloilam. And she was meant to have overspent by $10,000 this month. Yeah. And if she didn't do that, yeah, you would have got a parking ticket or some kind of medical expense, husband shalom, or however else it would have happened, you would have ripped out your pocket another way. Yeah. Once you can get that straight, and that doesn't mean you can't take, you know, precautionary measures to stop it from happening again. <laughs> but... But that's the key. That really is the key. The guy bumped your car. I had that the other day. I lent my kid my car. Yeah, he scratched it up. <laughs> and I said to him, I said to him at the end, I said, because I saw it, it brought him down. It brought his guy for down. And I said to him, you know what? If Hashem said to me, you've got two options. I think I said this to you, you know, either you keep your car intact and your son stays with his guy for or you get a scratch on the side of your car and you give your son a little, uh, a, uh, a chisun, what's it called? Uh, an injection, what's it called? Uh, a va you give him a, a, a Giver vaccine. Yeah, I'll take the second option. Scratch my car, give my son the vaccine against the Giver. Give old it. And he wants to fix it and I won't let him fix it because I think it's good for him to see it. <laughs> but, but anyway, but anyway. That that's that's it. So so the two secret weapons the Benoni has the Benoni, we are shy to being Benonim. The Benoni never does an avera in thought, speech, or action, yeah, in behavior. But he's emotionally he's pulled in different ways emotionally. The two Ica keys that we have, or the 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 mechanism that the Benoni commits through is called which means the mind was over the heart and we discussed that and the two secret weapons that we have in our arsenal is shachris and benadam lechaveri okay which is any questions <coughs>